podcastjuice.net. Did you know that Podcast Juice is premium content? Well, check out Podcast Juice All Access. Join today and get instant access to over nine years of great classic podcasts, members-only shows, and more exclusive content. Go to podcastjuice.net backslash all access and join today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show. Featuring Big Sexy. Featuring Big Sexy, (laughs) Sean Hill, live on podcastjuice.net. Where niggas become... uh, Scratch that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We're back. Feeling good. I was a little kind of just eh, tired. And then when it hit that record button, hey, jump into a whole new persona. Ready to get into it. Uh, So you heard their voices. Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you? Oh, man. Long week. Had to fire a client, which is fun. Uh, but it's cool and finally I feel like I'm catching a cold uh, so I left the window open last night and damn near froze somehow but it's cool it's cool let's get it on talk about some music All talk right. about some good stuff yes sir and also of course joining us is Mr. Sean Hill sir how are you I'm doing well um, preparing for the uh, Oaktown takeover so uh, ladies there won't be just one sexy man in the Bay Area there'll be two oh. sexy men alright there you go. Coming oh. soon. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, man, we got a few things to get into. Uh, first off, I'm going to just jump into something that I haven't seen the whole thing, but uh, I, I believe it is a five-part series. This is the OJ uh, is it Made in America. Yes. Uh, documentary. Yes. Uh, part of the 30 for 30 ESPN. I believe it's like a, it's over a seven hour uh, documentary. That's, that's a mini series. Um, I've watched, I'm a, I've only seen the first two uh, episodes. So I started a little late. Uh, but I will say, uh, very well done so far. Like, I love that it's not just about OJ, it's really about, you know, LA. Uh, what was going on with the police and, and sort of racial politics um, and, you know, showing him in the school. And I was just like, wow, this is a great sort of time capsule history lesson for that area and where things were back then as we were leading up to the trial and beyond. Um, fascinating stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I didn't know about OJ, particularly the earlier years uh, in terms of like college and you know, the high school college stuff. Uh, I didn't know. It's, it's just, I'm going to say this and we'll get into it, but I knew a little bit about OJ. I just knew that he was, you know, I know who he was and he was very popular. I remember the Hertz commercial and he was kind of like on that superstar. It was a superhero status almost, you know. I never watched him play football or anything like that, but I obviously knew who he was. And seeing sort of how he was pictured uh, when you saw the interview footage with people like Jim Brown and uh, uh, Muhammad, there was a there was a, a a shot of Muhammad. Who was it? Muhammad Kareem, Jim Brown. Oh, oh, Bill uh, Russell. Bill Russell. I had never seen that before, and they were like all in solidarity, I guess, for Muhammad for his decisions. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I, I had never seen that. And I was kind of head busted for me. I was like, 
look how the athletes got down back then. Like they put their careers on the line, man, over something that you can be deemed un-American, uh, you know, and all the other stuff they had to deal with. I was just really shocked. I was like, I didn't know they all stood stood with him like that, because you know I've never seen that before. So and it was just and you know they were saying where's OJ and he was you know obviously arguably might be more popular at that time. It was just, I was like wow okay but I saw OJ's point of view too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I said exactly. okay I see what he's doing and I'm not mad at that per se. You know because I understand it as a man particularly a black man when you you're dealing with uh, in your job or in a corporate situation or in just in life whatever educational. You know that there are certain types of, you know, you know, you got to go to work and act a certain way. Or if you want to do this, well, this is how the game is. And, hey, this is I can go in here and, you know, bring my blackness and slam it on the table and say, deal with it and blah, blah, blah. Or you can come in kind of what OJ is. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to come with, you know, my skills and my persona and, you know, a lot of game. And I walked away just from the first two episodes. Now, again, it could go left <laughs> after, the tr- you know, as it goes on. I started to see the, the abuse type stuff. And I was like, whoa. But I had to kind of tip my hat to OJ in a sense to say, I understand the game. I understand what he did. He's a very, I, to me, he's a very intelligent cat to navigate it the way that he did. He may not have played to the black power and all that climate at the time, but in terms of what he was doing as a man and, you know, for his family, I respect it because it took, it takes a cat that's very savvy to do what he was doing and to get around the people that he was hobnobbing with and, and, and doing business and stuff. I'm not mad at that now. He might have gotten his nigga wake up call later, <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Dan the game sometimes. Shout out to Erica Badu. Uh, well, big sense. You know, oh, go ahead, well, Sean. I was gonna go say it's, it's really similar to uh, Jordan's, uh, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of stance, but yeah. Well, I mean, go ahead, man. Well, I mean, what, you've seen the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what do what you? What's your take on this documentary? Um, when I first heard about the doc, especially coming after the uh, the, the miniseries, what a few months ago, three months ago, yeah. if that. I'm like again more OJ stuff, but like you said, the the very first episode was very was probably the best out of all of them, simply because it it covered ground that I, I had never seen before, uh, and I've kind of followed the the case throughout the years, especially you know when it happened, and a lot of that footage, you know, the the him playing football and how he was received on campus and how he was. The man that was, I think it was uh, Bob Hope called it what OJU or something like like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you could just tell how how we flash forward to the '90s and, and where you know when the when the murders happened and, and why it became such a big deal because he was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff too, like the story uh, one of the guys told about OJ being able to talk his way out of stuff. Right, right. You know, which I think plays later on into you know what he was doing with uh, after the trial and, and whatnot. Um, him, you know, stealing AC's girl, and you know they still best friends and boys. I, I don't, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I think yeah, that would be not cool. That would, not cool. Yeah, that that'd be grounds for dismissal. She chose me. 
You've been watching Pimp, the Mac, apparently. But go ahead. Yeah, but no, I, I think, I think, uh, like I said, the, the first episode really, really, really set the stage, and you can kind of understand how we get to where we, you know, got with the trial and how big it got, and and how things were split down racial lines and blah 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 blah. But, uh, but yeah, I even even if you think you know the story, I still think it's still worth worth watching especially the the first episode and the last episode are are for me the two best because they showed stuff that i had never seen before okay the stuff in the stuff in the middle um and I, I won't spoil the last episode but stuff in the middle i i've seen it wasn't it wasn't really a lot of revelations in that and those episodes is, but is that more of the trial is. section the trial section is two three and four essentially okay yeah, yeah. and five basically basically covers like post post trial like Gotcha. Current stuff. So. Okay. Uh, Big Sexy. Did you see the? Have you seen the documentary or any of it? Yes, I did. I saw the entire run of it on uh, the ESPN streaming uh, service. And I remember when this happened, I was in law school, and I remember exactly where I was when the Bronco chase happened. I remember exactly where I was when the verdict was read. And from the judicial standpoint, watching all the court footage again reinforced one that Cochran and the team were way ahead of the game compared to the DAs. The DAs were just so overmatched. They really were. Uh, there were things that were strategic nature that I will not spoil for you, but those things really, really enlightened uh, their case. And of course, we all know about the glove. Huge mistake huge that really did him in um i didn't know well there's some pictures that they had shown that i hadn't seen before they were really just gruesome oh like, yes yes yeah you know that was just horrific uh i didn't know that oj had a conviction of domestic violence before this that's something i didn't know and being a former da when you look at the pattern of a lot of people who commit that type of act and you look at, at, at the behavior it doesn't surprise me because when you well, see it me... all you know you take away the celebrity you take away the uh, the racial aspect what you have is a guy who's got control issues over women who don't want him no more it's that simple that's what let, it is let, let me let me split hairs with you real quick now technically if i remember correctly he pled no contest to to yeah. to that so, right, let me help you out. Let me help you out. When, when You're the no, lawyer, sir. <laughs> uh, let me help you out. When people okay, claim no out, contest, sir. it means I am not contesting the charge against me, and the judge will say, fine, I will treat it as a guilty plea. People claim no contest so they don't say guilty, so they don't get sued in the subsequent civil case down the line. So this wasn't a cheaper-to-keeper type type situation? Not necessarily. It was just you know strategic. Like, I've done a bunch of criminal pleas. And I, I have never let a client uh, uh, plead guilty. Never. It's always no contest. Because you never know. Like with a DUI where there's an accident especially, if you go in there and say guilty, I'll believe you're going to get sued down the line. Because if you take a guilty verdict in a criminal case and use it as a presumption of liability in a, in a civil case, you pretty much lose. You pretty much lose. It means you don't have to prove that you did it. So that's why people say no contest. So he was treated as guilty but the punishment he got was some bullshit out there playing a golf, golf. tournament. Yeah, 
you know, and I see pictures of, of Nicole all beat up. I'm like, what the hell, man? You know, why didn't? Where are his people? I mean, where was AC, Mister Yo? I'm AC, damn it. You know who I am, dude. Where were you when he's putting his hands on his woman, man? That's what I want to know. That's bullshit. Well, you remember? You remember? Everyone said there was someone that said, "Oh, you got OJ'd." You know, <laughs> when talking about yeah, yeah, how he this, always. Yeah. I was always able to, to turn on the charm at you know at a moment's notice and uh, yeah 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 you got you got OJ so I, I think some of that was was going on even with the police that would you know would come out I mean yeah, come out and check know. him he'd go into his OJ mode that's true you know that's true yeah. but still hey you want to you want to come play some tennis yeah you know so <laughs> <he's> got, <laughs> yeah. right well yeah I mean the cops are playing it's it's a very uh, interesting and. Uh, eye-opening uh, documentary. You know, I, like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't know if, if it's just presenting it straight or if there's an agenda behind it of some sort, whether it may be. But so far, what I've seen, like I said, it, I love that it sheds light on the uh, environment around OJ, whether it be his friends, family, or just the community in the city. Uh, what was going on, how it all plays into yeah. you know, the things that happen and how you make, I guess, like made in America, how a guy like that young black man can come from where he came from and navigate his way through society and become this thing. And then what happens, you know, at the height of that, or maybe past the height of that, but then he, is known for a whole other, you know, a whole generation would know him as, you know, OJ, the suspected murderer or whatever, you know. Um, so it's just a, and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a cautionary tale, man. Like you really got to be on your P's and Q's once you get up to that certain point, particularly as a black man in that type of position. Like, gotta just be aware of what's going, what you're doing, and you can't get too crazy with it. And it looked like from the, the the parts that I've seen, he started to get on some other shit. Like he was believing the hype, or yep. he just became this other dude and just started taking it for granted and forgot about. Well, you might thank you once, but they will let you know. You get yourself yeah. in a position, you know. Hey, man. But anyway, yeah. definitely go check it out. Um, I, I think one one interesting thing is is who. Are are not in the documentary as far as Talking Heads versus who is they're, they're, and I won't say who is who is since you haven't seen it but there 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 are a few players that I would have loved to have heard from that that aren't uh, that didn't participate for uh, for whatever reason. So okay. That, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, moving on. Wait 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 wait. Oh, wait. Sorry, One more thing. Um, again, not to spoil anything because this was in the news a few years ago. The only. The thing that stands out most to me is, regardless of what a person feels of the verdict in the murder case, I think it can be agreed that, dude, you dodged a bullet. Keep your head down and shut the fuck up. Pretty much. He he did not do that. He goes to Vegas thinking he's, you know, Don or John Gotti, and they went wild on him up there, and now he's cooling his jets in prison. Yeah, he asked for that one. He asked for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is there is some new OJ news too. By the way, I don't know if this oh, ties Lord, in. Or yes, to, there is to the to the uh, other TV show. But Chloe has has now uh, asked OJ to take a paternity test, and he will only do it if she comes to visit him. Who is Chloe? Which I'm not. 
a Kardashian. Oh, Kardashian. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. There's speculation that I don't Lamar's, know. Uh, Lamar's ex. There's speculation you say that his name is <laughs> Lamar. Okay. Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom, sorry. <laughs> no, I, Our I'm, listeners know. I got you. <laughs> Just the fact that this is even out there, I'm going to go ahead and say it, makes Chris Jenner look like a double stank hoe. Yeah. You talking like, about Caitlyn? No, 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 no. Chris, not Caitlyn, not, not the former Bruce. The, the the wife. Oh, okay. Because if she got me, because she she was running around with, with Bruce when he was Bruce, you know, back then with before he, when she was married uh, to Kardashian. Maybe Bruce wasn't. And apparently OJ down. hit that too. Maybe Bruce wasn't really getting it. I mean, you know, he, he see how he. Well, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did a man. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's crazy. Again, well, I guess he's still still in. Hey, OJ, man, Kardashian, and he's still in the game. Ah, brown brother. Yeah, and <laughs> let's move off of that, man. He got enough stuff to deal with. Uh, real quick, movie stuff. Uh, there was a new trailer, or a debut trailer, a teaser trailer, I should say, for the upcoming Tupac uh, movie, All Eyes on Me. Uh, they finally dropped the trailer. This movie is directed by uh, Benny Boom, who was mo- mainly known for music videos, but I do believe he did one movie. Was it Next Day Air? So it was pretty bad <laughs> many years ago. I, th- I want to say uh, Method Man or something. I, I can't remember who was in it, but it was kind of no. A- that was uh, that was a uh, uh, dude from uh, Scrubs, Donald. Face off. Oh yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. That, 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 he directed that. I believe that was no. His. He was just yeah. oh, okay. No, Benny Boom. Uh, I believe directed that movie. But um, he's done pretty much oh, everybody. Mike Epps, yeah. Everybody's music. Oh, video. Mike Epps! Don't get me started. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> but uh, so he's he's uh, he got the movie. Uh, he is mo- directing the Tupac movie. They've been working on it for quite a while. Uh, it's, apparently, it is finished, and now they're ready to you know start marketing this. I believe it comes out in November of this year. Um, have you guys seen the trailer? I don't. I guess. Sean hasn't, but Mark, have you seen the trailer? I've not seen it, but I really want to hear, take a look at it because I liked, I liked Tupac as a person because to me he was really captivating. Mm-hmm. He was polarizing, and he was really, really, really intelligent. And people, you know, a lot of the general public doesn't see that; they just see the thug life, tattoo, and all that bullshit. Tupac was a deep cat, man. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, it's a very quick sort of teaser trailer, but you get to see uh, the guy playing. Tupac, I think his name is Demetrius Ship or something like that, and he looks like Tupac. Like I, you will give. I have to give him the credit. Like there's a few shots in there, and I'm like, man, they really captured his look. Now I don't really hear his voice. I'm curious to see what he sounds like, but it looks like this might be. You know, I definitely want to see more of this. I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Uh, You know, they they have um, the lady who plays Michonne. In The Walking yeah. Dead, she is playing Tupac's mom, so that's her voice that you hear doing sort of the, uh, you know, the narration of the trailer or whatever. And it looks like it's gonna play, you know, with the whole political uh, Black Panther, and then you know him being a rapper. I think one of the things she says in the trailer, you know, you're gonna, uh, they're gonna give you all the tools to destroy yourself, you know, and they're showing him with the police, and and they show all the women. 
and and it looks like it's and then there's a shot toward the end uh, that has Hill Harper in it actually I don't know who he's playing but it's Tupac and it looks like it's on the set of uh, Above the Rim movie you know that he did and I was like man okay they're gonna go in uh, on this movie was I'm looking at uh, the cast list here what's interesting uh, Jamal Wood uh, Woodward, the guy who played Notorious B.I.G. in the B.I.G. movie, is yeah. playing Notorious B.I.G. again. Yep, and I think the guy who played Suge Knight in Straight Outta Compton is also playing Suge Knight in this one as well. So they definitely reached out to some people to play some of the same uh, people. I noticed, uh, I saw an interview with him a couple months ago, uh, the guy from The Wire. Uh, oh. What's the bad guy's name? I just can't think. Avon? No, no. Uh, Stringer? Stringer Bell? no. The the real bad guy. Oh, Marlo. <laughs> Marlo is playing uh, Matulu Shakur. This <laughs> should be very interesting. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But yeah, this is. You know, it looks like they're going to have all of the cast of characters in this movie in terms of the people around him. So I'm really curious to see. How, I want to see how deep it goes into after the shooting, and do they have some an. I'm not an agenda, but do they have a "Hey, this is how we think it happened" type of thing? After that point, that's what I'm very curious to see. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the cast list now, and I see that they got some very questionable people, like Haitian Jack characters in this. And if anybody knows about Tupac, you know who Haitian Jack is or was. Uh, so it's gonna be very interesting. Looks like they're gonna cover a lot. So anyway, uh, yeah, all eyes on me. I'm definitely looking out for that. Well, I'm glad they didn't cast uh, Anthony Mackie this time. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible that was, casting. That I was horrible. Love, Ant- love Anthony Mackie, but he looked, I mean, this is, what are we talking about the look of Tupac? He didn't even capture the spirit of Tupac at all. I mean, I know he had a very, very, you know, limited Whoa. role in that in that movie, but what? The, the actor, you're right, Mike, the actor captures Tupac visually like a mug. Yeah, he looks just like him. Yeah, hopefully, again, he's one of those type of people that you got to get it right. Like, you know, you really have that capture. Because Tupac, like you said, he had a magnetism, a very charismatic way that he was, at least on camera and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if this guy can pull that off. When you look at the clips and quickly as they show him in there, it looks like, shit, yeah, Fucking looks like he's on there, but again, I want to hear what his voice sounds like too, you know. Because I think the guy that they had in Straight Outta Compton for a brief second, you know, he looked like Tupac, but I understand that that wasn't actually that actor's voice. <laughs> that was the voice of Tupac in that movie. They had somebody else do the voice, so that, that was very interesting. Because the guy, whoever did the voice, sounded like Tupac. But uh, we'll be waiting and seeing on that one. I'm sure we'll get a full trailer later. Um, the other movie, I guess, big movie that came out this week is the Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. The Rock. And uh, Mr. Kevin Hart with Central Intelligence. Now, I've actually seen quite a bit of reviews on this, and some people actually really like this movie. Um, but we have our resident reviewer here. Sometimes he can be controversial. Wow. <laughs> so all eyes are well, on you, sir. But uh, what did you think this, of Central this Intelligence? Isn't, this isn't a this isn't a comic book geek movie. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll win some fans back uh, with my review of this one. Um, I'm middle of the road. I, I thought I gave them points for each character or each actor rather playing against type. 
Um, if you guys have seen the trailer, the trailer pretty much spells out the movie. Uh, the Ross character, Robbie, was an overweight you know, kid. He gets, he gets uh, bullied at a pep rally, and Kevin Hart kind of saves him. And Kevin Hart is playing himself uh, as the younger version of himself with makeup and whatnot. They, they got him in a box fade. Yeah, I'm, but The Rock is more uh, CGI because they made him really, really, really fat and all that, that which is in the trailer. Uh, so uh, 20 years later, um, they meet up again. Uh, turns out the, the character now has become, quote-unquote, The Rock. He's, he's transformed himself on the outside, but he's still kind of a nerdy geek guy on, on the inside, which is, which is kind of fun to watch The Rock play that. Uh, versus his usual, you know, strong eyebrow, you know, raising guy. Uh, and I will give marks to Kevin Hart uh, for at least for the first, and I don't know, half of the film. He was able to dial it back uh, a lot. Now, the trailers don't give you that indication. There's a lot of him, you know, shrieking and all of that stuff that he, you know, that he's kind of known for. But uh, I was really impressed. I was like, okay, this guy may, because we've talked about this before, he, he, he might have something in him that you know can can get him out of those roles that he's playing and, and play something more more serious uh, he's an accountant you know he's just, he's just a normal guy and um, once uh, once the action starts though it, it becomes you know the Kevin Hart fast talking you know shrieking and you know again you, you've seen all that in, in the ads shrieking um, I like that <laughs> I mean, what, exactly I mean what else you know when he has to get out of throat you see that I did the thing I did it you know that 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 type of type of you know we we talked about this kind of in the chat and I just want to bring it up again I still am critical of Kevin Hart as far as his movie choices now I respect the hustle this guy he bought out three theaters in LA yesterday and tweeted out go to the theater tell him Kevin Hart sent you and they'll let you in for free I mean wow I, yeah he does that for every movie he has he'll just randomly yeah, he'll randomly buy out, you know, a theater and, and so he he's got the hustle. He he understands social media, I think, more than than any actor working today. He uses it to his advantage. I just really, really wish that he would just he would pick better roles. I I don't know if if he feels he's limited in what he can do. Uh and I know I've like can he can he do a Beverly Hills cop type type film where it's just him, where it's more you know, it's funny, but it's not—it's not him playing the fool. Because that was the thing with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy never played the fool back then. He was always, you know, the most the, the smartest guy in the world. Right. Well, you know, I, I think the and, thing is, and, Kevin Hart is not Eddie Murphy. He's not—he's not on that level. <laughs> no. I think just and I think it's because he's just the front guy. You know, he's sort of the biggest guy right now, but he is not on. Eddie Murphy's level, and I think we expect him to have the talent of Eddie Murphy, but I think the reality is he doesn't. And I think he's just doing exactly what he's capable of doing is to be that, how he does. I mean, his body of work, he's the same dude, which I think that's just what he has to offer. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm I'm not mad at it because I don't think think he's any better than that. That's not throwing shade. He's staying in his lane. No, no, I'm no, I, I agree with you. But again, the first half of the film, he shows, at least to me, that he's capable of pulling off something like that because the role didn't require him at that point to be that, you know, that character that he normally plays. Uh, now, I will say this. There's there's an anti-bullying message in the movie that is so overhanded and so heavy handed that it 
really, really turned me off. And the reason why is that because at the onset of the film, um, we're supposed to laugh at The Rock's character because, I, again, you guys have probably seen the trailer with him singing in the shower. Um, yeah. And, and that yeah. stuff's played for – okay, so that stuff play, is played for laughs. It's supposed to be funny. But then later on, you know, we see, you know, oh, this guy's been bullied and this is how it affects him. And then there's this long speech about, you know, bullying. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You, the film, just made fun of this guy earlier. So how are you going to then turn around and say that that's wrong if, if you just done the same thing? You know, and it had no place in the movie. This is a, this is an action comedy, right? So it's not, you know, it's not, uh, 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 you know, uh, a, a drama or anything like that. So and, and the film stops for The Rock to give this this message about, you know, about bullying and not bullying. And I'm like, huh, what? You, no, I don't want to see this in this in this type of film um bottom line though is it worth seeing I, yes it's worth seeing it's and i know i'll get in trouble for this but it's summer so my my bar lowers a little bit for the summertime it's <laughs> it's 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 easily forgettable though um the the plot is inconsequential there's this whole thing about whether or not um the rock is a double agent for the cia and and i i don't even remember how it i mean i not spoiler, he's not a double agent, but I don't remember, you know, who or, or who was and why and all that. The the interplay between the two of them is great. They have great chemistry together. It is it was good to see The Rock playing against type and for a while Kevin Hart kind of playing against type. But there's nothing really out of the ordinary or special about this about this film. All it's right. it's a your typical action, you know, buddy film just with the with the two leaves kind of doing something a little bit different than in the room. How many stars? I gave it two and a half, two and a half. I gave it two and a half out of four. All right. There you go. Sounds like it looks like, or I say it looks like I haven't seen it, but it sounds like what I would expect it to be. So <coughs> yeah, pretty much probably have to skip that one. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it does not reinvent the wheel. All right. But Hey, uh, hopefully it does well for them. Uh, you know, good looks for well, both of those guys. Well, speaking of Kevin Hart, I just watched him the other day, actually Monday, on an episode of Top Gear from uh, England. Now, Top Gear is a car review show, and I'm a tremendous fan of it. And they'll have American or celebrities in general come over and drive <clears throat> what they used to call their reasonably priced car around their track, you know, try, try to set a lap time. And they had Kevin Hart on last week. I'm thinking, okay, let me watch Kevin as a person and not an actor and see, what he's, see how he's going to be yep he's Kevin Hart shrieking <laughs> the whole the whole bullshit I'm like okay okay that's cool you know, if that's his deal that's his uh, his brand and his identification and it, it is working for him yeah. and again he's not a bad dude I don't want to be malicious at all yeah he's not but, you know he's uh, that's just him you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's he being stays he stays in his lane and it's yeah. very successful. Yeah. The Kevin Hart that I love, I, I, I'm not that I'm not a fan of his work. It's just not funny to me. But I like Kevin when he's on the interview shows. Yeah, particularly yeah. when he's like on the Breakfast Club or something like that. Because then he just spits nothing but the game and like the hustle. You know, the hustle. I'm all for that. And that's why he is big as he is because he understands the business and how to present the stuff. And that's why I said oh, yeah, I'm not said. a fan of the work. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't hate the work, but my man works it like a 
empire. I'll say for him. And man, I get a lot of motivation and gain when I listen to him because he knows how to work his product and he knows his audience. Um, so he's going well, exactly, yeah. to keep doing these movies until the box office says otherwise. And they're going to keep giving him an opportunity and he'll, he's going to snatch some opportunities. So I salute him. Um, you know, he, like I said, he is Kevin Hart and that's why he is where he's at. He's not, you know, a lead actor. I, I don't expect to see him do a movie all by himself. And I'm not mad at that. You know, I say it's what it is, but, uh, you know, Hey, is obviously a, a I mean, I'm even, yeah, I mean, I'm even looking forward to his, um, his standup movie that's coming out, uh, at the end of the year or, um, um, what now? Right. I mean, so, I mean, like I said, the guy has the hustle. He, he has the work ethic. I am, I am honestly surprised that his, his 15 minutes have not like expired yet. I mean, he, yeah, well, I think he has three movies this year. Um, Ride Along 2, which was horrible. Uh, Central <laughs> Intelligence, he's got The Secret Life of Pets. He's do, he did the voice in that, uh, which comes out, I think, a couple weeks. And then, and then his, uh, his concert movie. Um, okay. So, I mean, he, in 2014, he had five movies out. You know, so right. it's like, dude just, dude just, you know, he keeps the hustle. But I will say one thing about Kevin Hart. Uh, he has, and I don't know if this was a scripted line or uh, or if he came up with it, but in the film um, uh, A 40-Year-Old Virgin, he has one of the funniest movie lines to me in all time. He's arguing with uh, uh, Steve Carell, and he says – oh, not Steve Carell. Uh, they're the black guy, Romy Malico, I think is his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he's, and he says, uh, look, bro, you're throwing a lot of these big words at me, and since I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's a classic scene. I love, I love that line. I mean, it's just <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying, so I'm gonna take it as disrespect. <laughs> Watch sir. your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, anyway. sir. All right, there you go. Central Intelligence. Um, yeah, I have. To, I gotta go back and catch up on some movies. I still gotta go see Warcraft. Uh, there's something else I was supposed. I wanted to see. I can't remember something that came out. I know there was a big Disney movie that came out this week, which would probably be the number one, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, The uh, sequel uh, to Finding Nemo? Oh, Finding Dory. I did not see that one. I'm hearing a lot of, obviously, people going gaga over that, but I'll probably skip that one. But, um, yeah, I got to catch up. Uh, What's the next big movie? Oh, when does, uh, isn't there something big that's coming down the pike? When does Independence Uh, Day come out? The twenty fourth. That's okay. next next Friday. Oh, oh yeah, I'll be there Thursday night. Which, uh, as of right now, there has been no uh, no, um, no screening. Uh, screening, yeah, no no screening scheduled for it yet. Which uh, which does not bode well for a you know big. I, but I know it's critic proof. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going regardless. But yeah, like, <laughs> you know they hey they got to get their money, so I'm sure they're gonna hold that one close to the chest before they let that get out. But uh, is that one? So got, oh, we also and we also have uh, on the twenty fourth. This is this is counter program. So we got Independence Day on the twenty fourth, and then we also have the Free State of Jones, which is that Matthew yes. McConaughey. Uh, probably Whitey says the day. Uh, <laughs> which? Oh, I seen the trailer. Yeah, I'm cool on that one. 
Yeah, and then uh, a movie I'm a, a movie called The Shallows, which I'm I'm kind of interested in that one. I'm screening that one next week. It's uh, it looks kind of like Jaws meets Open Water, kind of sorta. I don't know if you guys saw Open Water, but um, and then uh, on the horizon we got The Legend of Tarzan, which I'm gonna pass yeah, on that one. Cool on that one. Uh, the Purge, <laughs> which is uh, which I I have to see that one because uh, I gave the first movie i gave it one star i think or one and a half i gave the second purge it was a hill street views first i gave it zero stars mm. and uh so Damn. this one i'm i'm definitely the, the purge def- is the the home is the home you watch that at the crib you get some beers because it's a bullshit movie but it's a great premise yeah, the premise you know is great <laughs> they just it's just it was just like the first movie they they messed it up by just the, the they I thought they messed it up by making it a, a home invasion thriller basically right I was like no you and then they ended up like one of the the, the son in the house he invited the the guy in the house right, and then right. the guy was able to hide in the house although he had never been in it but he knew all where all the hiding places were and blah 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 so I'm like okay and then the second film I'm like they need to open it up they need to like set it outside and out in the real world. And they did that. They had three separate stories, kind of, sort of, but then those stories, in a very com- no, not convoluted way, in a very coincidental way, they all came together to become one story. And I'm like, no! There's good parts in the movie, because like you said, the part where he invites the dude in the house, you know, that's, the, don't do it, mama! You know, it's that, and I, I love, uh, I don't know this actor's name, but in the second one, my Mexican homie, he's always the Mexican thug cholo in movies and he is the mexican nutcase in this one you know who i'm talking about he's always yeah. the gangbanger he's just funny to me he's he's a funny ass dude so i love seeing so there's little bits and i'm sure this one the trailer looked like it's absurd but yeah it's just a guilty pleasure it's like, ah, i go see this crazy shit I, I mean it does have frank grillo returning again so yeah that, he's that, got that. crossbones yeah um but yeah oh uh I did see a movie. Uh, I watched. The, I think it's called Sale, but it's the uh, uh, what's my man Samuel Jackson, John oh, talked, John uh, Cusack. Yeah. It's actually based on the Stephen King book, The Sale, which I had read. I finally watched that movie. <laughs> ah, that's another <laughs> one of those. I know why I went straight to video. But there's bits and pieces in it. It, it. it had me at the edge of my seat for bits and pieces. It, you see the budgetary problems and it gets ridiculous. But it's, it, again, it's one of them type of movies. If you can get you some beers and make a run. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, it's, it's just plays to the lower tier uh, impulses within. Uh, and there's some fun to be had there. It's a bullshit movie, but uh, it's hilarious. It's one of well, the good, remember, bad movies. Yeah, you remember when we were talking about this last week because I had said, you know, just because a script comes by Sam's desk, you don't have to say yes to everything <laughs> right. that, that comes. I mean, he, I mean, Sam he's got a have, man in the movie. I mean, he was getting it in, though. I mean, <laughs> Sam's always good. I mean, that, that, that's, that goes without Sam saying. Sam and some he's zombies? Like, uh, he's, spirit. He's, well, I mean, but he's usually he always there's, there's always something interesting going on with Sam when he when when he's in a film. Though the the movie itself may stink, 
but Sam's always interesting to watch. What do they always like about him is he always changes his look for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, he does something crazy with his hair or, or you know, facial hair or whatever. You know, it's always he, – he always looks different. So I, I'll give him props with that. But again, you know, at some point he's got to he got to say no. Just just bring me Marvel stuff. Just 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 bring me stuff of. of they of write them out the movies. And shit. <laughs> well, true. But uh, yeah, if, if you like, um, you know, the zombie type movies, horror type stuff, definitely check it out. It uh, the the way it starts was was really pretty cool. But I, you know, if and if you're a fan of the Stephen King book, you, you owe it to yourself to see. Uh, how they kind of fuck it up, but it's still interesting <laughs> to watch nonetheless. Oh, I, I, should, I do have this movie. All right, yeah, I have to. I have to yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, there was something else I can't remember, but I did watch this morning, and then we'll move away from this because uh, I see that they're making a new one. I watched uh, Prometheus again this morning, and I kind of wasn't feeling it the first time I saw it. I looked at it, liked it in bits and pieces. But after watching it this morning, I was like, you know, I actually kind of like this movie. It's, yeah, I, I liked it the second time I saw it. Yeah, I was like, and I didn't remember the ending. I, for some reason, I thought, spoiler, I thought they all died, but apparently they don't. But I was like, this movie, it had me jumping. I was like, them aliens and stuff, that shit was crazy. That was a good fucking movie. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I want to see what they do next with this uh, franchise. I saw they're currently filming. I didn't know they were doing a sequel, but... Man, what's that? Really, really, Scott? It's like, yeah, yeah, really, Scott, man. Scott got, he got hits, man. Yeah, really, ain't no joke, man. So yeah, Prometheus definitely in effect. All right, moving off of movies, I'm gonna get into some music real quick. Of course, Prince. Uh, So the news has come through that uh, we talked about before, where the estate was looking for some, you know, industry uh, experts to help them. Uh, with uh, you know his estate, so now they have come forward with a release to say that they have hired uh, L. Londell McMillan and Charles A. Copelman yes, to help take charge of Prince's estate. Uh, I guess particularly the music situation. Apparently, they're going to be uh, working for the estate for the next ninety days. So within this ninety-day period, you know they're going to. I assume they're going to see how they can best use uh, the music to help the estate get financially where it needs to be going forward. And I have to say my own personal opinion, I'm very pleased, uh, particularly with L. McMillan. Uh, This is a cat that I think the first time I heard about him was when he worked with Prince to help him, you know, get out of his contract with Warner Brothers and stuff. But I've since been following this dude, and uh, I've seen a number of interviews with him, uh, particularly in the hip-hop press, because he is now the owner of The Source magazine for the last few years. I didn't know that. Yeah, he took over The the, the Source, and he has a deep appreciation for hip-hop culture, but also for music, black music, entrepreneurship. He's a real sharp dude if you really listen to him talk. And uh, I've seen him in interviews where he can get not heated, but he just keeps it 100, but very respectful. So I, I'm I'm really glad that they got a cat like that in this position because he can make sure this stuff is done with respect. And like I said, respect to the culture, black music, uh, to to what Prince meant to people 
and that type of stuff. And like I said, everything I've heard him ever talk about, he was on board, always business, you know, a young brother, too, uh, and really about his business. So I'm really impressed with that. Um, but a Big Sexy, man, what do you think of this news? You know, I think it's great. I think it's actually surprising in that it took so long. Uh, I was not aware that Mr. McMillan was branch, had branched out into a publication, which is great. Um, I didn't know that he was no longer in, in the Prince camp. I remember a few years ago, Prince, when he was doing his whole um, YouTube crusade, he said, and I quote, I have a team of black women lawyers. I'm, I'm thinking, where is McMillan? But having said that, the fact that the estate reached out to him and Koppelman, who has also worked with Prince in the past, you know, shows that they know what they're doing. And as a trustee of, a, of, a, of an estate, and an estate this large and this, you know, potentially lucrative, their prime duty is to make the, the trust profitable. And by reaching out to this guy, who is very familiar with Prince and very familiar with his workings and his music and his business, that's not only the best move. I don't want to say it's the only move, but it's the move that makes the most sense. This is a great, great deal. Yeah, yeah. Just reading off some of the list of um, uh, Londell's situations. Uh, he worked with Little Kim. He's managed. Uh, he worked with Stevie Wonder, Shaka, Michael Jackson, uh, Discovery Channel, Time Warner, uh, Mercedes Benz, the NFL. Uh, he is. Uh, he's a recipient of the Metropolitan Black Bar Association. Uh, Lawyer of the Year Award, 2001. I mean, he's, this dude is, he's on point, man. Uh, I remember him talking about the source thing. He he described it as, a, he basically got that magazine because he was like, the company who owned it, they owned him some money. <laughs> and he was like, listen, <laughs> we can do these, you know, let's do this deals. Y'all not really doing nothing with it. Let me take it and make it great again and blah, blah, blah. So I was, I really responded. I was like, man, this cat is about the business. Like, he, okay. You know, he didn't buy the shit. He just like said, listen, slide, let me get that. Let me build the brand up. So shout out to him. And then, of course, the other gentleman, uh, Mr. Copeland, he was, uh, I believe, the one of the lead chairmen over at EMI. Yes. Uh, when they did the Emancipation Project. There's a great picture of uh, all of them together, actually. It's uh, Lindell, Copeland. Prince, and then there's two other people who I don't know who they are, but they're holding up uh, this big emancipation plaque or something. Uh, it's really cool. But yeah, man, this is some good stuff. Sean, you, any uh, thoughts on this? Oh, hey, you guys pretty much uh, echoed it. I was always like, where's Lionel? Because he says he was so instrumental. Like, well, I don't want to say instrumental. He's probably the driving force as far as getting uh, Prince's masters back. It would almost seem like, why not Lionel? You know, so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, one one hundred percent on board. Um, on board with this. Uh, with this move. So it should be. Uh, should be. Uh, you know, very good and, and very um, well thought out and, and very executed by by him. Yeah, let me read just a little piece here from the New York Times. Uh, it says much of the estate's value could depend on the management of Prince's music, including the storied vault of unreleased recordings contained at Prince's studio complex outside Minneapolis. Um, he said the material in the vault could supply years worth of uh, releases, but it would need to be handled tastefully, music executives said. And uh, it says McMillan and Copeland's, their job should 
evolve quickly, organizing the unreleased material as well as setting up appropriate deals to manage Prince's music assets. Uh, so it was really interesting to see, and they used the Michael Jackson estate sort of as an example of, you know, bringing in some executives to help the estate get back on its feet. And of course, you know, um, the Michael's estate, you know, they was heavily in debt at first, and of course now uh, they've turned that around. Of course, you know, the last big one was the seven hundred fifty million dollar injection of cash. <laughs> and see, it's the same thing because with Mike. Mike had half ownership of, the, of that catalog. Prince owned his entire catalog. Mm-hmm. So if they want to make a move like that, they can definitely ring up, ring up some numbers in that ballpark just on the catalog. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Even, uh, shit, I would imagine even some very well-placed release deals and you know maybe some other types of uh, music deals and music feature can bring in some, uh, you know, a good chunk of change to help the estate, you know what I'm saying, take care of some of these tax bills and different things they got going on. So definitely all eyes are on uh, the Prince thing. This is a good move. So something to be good about. Uh, something in in the same realm as far as – I know this came up a couple of days ago, so I don't – I'm sure we haven't talked about it. But the uh, sale of uh, Ebony and Jet to uh, – Clear View Group, I believe, is uh, is the name of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm wondering if uh, that's going to mean uh, is Ebony and Jet are they going to fold or become one or or is it just simply just a you know a, a business move by the Johnson uh, Publishing or, or are they going to go digital or do any anyone know anything about it? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I remember hearing about that though. I mean, it's, hey. The, the the publications magazine that game is it's a tough one at this point, right? With, you know, battling with the online world. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what what's the stand with those. You know, I, it's kind of always I, whenever I go back home to visit my parents, I always tease them. Damn, y'all still get Ebony and Jeff? <laughs> 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 like, they still publish it, but I mean, I, I mean, I remember, I mean. Those two magazines have have been a staple in my house. I would say at least since the seventies. Like I, I I can't remember a time when those magazines were were not in the house. And I would say, did y'all like just get a like a lifetime <laughs> subscription or, or, or you know honorary subscription because you guys have been subscribers to them for for so long? But uh, they still get them. They still they still read them. Matter of fact, they they sent me the uh, tribute. Um, uh, issue, issue. I don't know if Jet did one, but um, I know uh, oh, Ebony did, and so I'm like, wow. Just, but I'm wondering if, if you know, if that, if their demographic is, I hate to say it, my parents' age, and you know, th- that generation is kind of, you know, slowly dwindling, and and maybe that's maybe they're going to go to maybe online or, or digital at this point because that seems where a lot of the magazines are not going. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me. That's probably what's keeping them afloat are the people who had those almost like legacy subscriptions. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, from back in the day. Because to me, their brands don't mean – and there's no, no shade. They just – they carry no weight to me. I don't I don't read the magazine. Uh, I don't know how they can compete online because they're going to get blown out. You know, the, to me, black news, I don't even think of Ebony and Jet. They, they don't even register. It's, it's from other people. Yeah. and World star. 
Well, I, you know, I wouldn't say news, but I mean in terms just, of you know, there's people like you know they're competing with the YouTubers and different types of blogs. Um, so I don't know. They're not. I just don't. They don't. You know, their their brand did not tr- transition uh, over uh, to being top oh, of mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, a Jet. I, I just looked this up. Jet has been uh, digital only since 2014. Yeah. So you, you don't even miss. You don't even. I don't even. I didn't even know. There's nothing they can bring. You know, the only thing that Jet had for me was the centerfold. The and, beauty of the week. Well, of course, with the <laughs> internet now, I mean, that's moot. You know, okay. <laughs> so I, I used know. to, I used to like, the, there were only two oh. sections that I would read in, in Jet. I'd read the, um, the, the the beauty of the week, and then I would read the very last page. How do you read was always, well, you, you know, well, they had the little, you know. <laughs> that's why we, my people, man. <laughs> I buy for the article, seriously, <laughs> and the uh, and the charts. They had the chart information at the at the very the very last page was always right, the chart. Right. So those are the f- first two things that I'd always always read. Hmm. Right. I'm sure I have some Jet magazines in my uh, in my Prince magazine collection somewhere. But I remember the. Did you know the cat? When you went over his crib and his whole wall was just beauty of the weeks. Yeah, that right. my my wall. I have to see if I can Hilarious. take it. I'll see if I can take some pictures up. You can post them on, on the site or whatever. But yeah, my whole my whole wall was Beauty of the Week, Prince. Um, I had some MJ. Yeah, my my whole wall was covered. And it was funny. There was one time I had my mom made me take them all down because we were having a, a church Hilarious. function at my house, and my room was the path to. Uh, we had bathroom, but my room you had to go through my room to get to it. And so my mom was like, you need to take those down. I don't mm, want Reverend, I won't say right. his name. I want Reverend so-and-so to see all that. Like, mom, these pictures have been up for five years. Oh, fornication on the wall. <laughs> I had the classic Vanity Six poster, you know. Oh, no, that won't them. do. <clears throat> yeah. That won't do at all. You can see her nip through the, oh, no. <laughs> through the thing. Yeah. But no, I had to take them all down, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, another one bites the dust. They had a, they had a hell of a run, shit. Can't be mad at that. Yeah, oh no, 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 no. Hell of a run. All right. Uh let's get into this real quickly. I had a listener, shout out to Rockabash. I think he sent this to me. Um Steph Curry. Uh oh. Aisha. <laughs> is that her name? Aisha? Yep. Yeah. Or Aisha Curry. Wasn't that a song back in the day? Aisha. Oh, yeah. Another, <laughs> another, bad, another creation. bad creation. Yep. Um, by Michael Bivens. So they have these guys. Uh, I, I see their names a lot because I know Steph is a very popular basketball player. Now y'all know I don't really pay. I don't watch sports, but I do see the headlines. I, I, I know who he is, and I understand his importance in terms of him being in the front right now. And I remember a few weeks ago. Uh, I didn't talk about. It. I don't think we talked about it. But the, this more funnier story to me is that uh, the young lady that was standing in the was it courtside oh, yeah. or in the stands, and she it's gave him that up. thought stare or something like that. And uh, you know, who is that? I, I was very curious. I was kind of looking back at that, and I was like, how does a young lady like that get seats? In that area, because I would imagine you can't just go walk up to Ticketmaster <laughs> and buy courtside. I mean, they cost a lot of money, don't they? Like, I have I have my theories, but I, this is a family show, so I won't. Uh, well, you I know, say what those theories are. Somebody, and then she was at a couple games, right? I guess when I saw she was at at least two different games. Well, and, you know, Kanye said it best. 
What's that? I ain't saying she a gold digger. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know the, I think the last appearance she seemed to have better seats than Aisha did. I was like, some some don't. Add, I mean, hey, it's somebody's you know cutting the check now. So I don't know if it's the other side doing. I don't know if he's just being you know allegedly. Yeah, let me get old girl up. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a dirty game. I'll just put it that way. But that's how I really kind of just started to know who he was. But then I see that obviously they're in the playoffs. Uh, they're playing LeBron's team. Is that correct? Yes, Cleveland Cavaliers. And and I guess they went to seven games now. But I guess this last game, there was a situation. Somebody got fouled or something. I don't know what happened. But I saw a video of a step. Pulled his uh, mouthpiece. His uh, what do I call it? What, what, the thing I give to Gracie? What do they call it? Pacifier. Pa- you pulled his pacifier <laughs> out <laughs> and threw it across the motherfucking court. First of all, let me say something, man. What kind of bitch shit is this? It's out of character. Grown ass man. You getting paid yeah. millions, dog? You you like got the eye of the NBA press? You know they pumping you up. Now, I don't know if he normally does stuff like that. I don't pay attention. But I just, as an outsider, look at that. What kind of man is throwing his mouthpiece across and hit a fan over a call in a game? Like, dial it well, down a little bit, bro. There's more important shit to be doing and to represent yourself. Now, again, I don't know if Jordan and them did all that kind of stuff. It just looked like, as we've talked about on the show before, some of this younger generation, man, are awesome. Kind of like some pussification. Like, you, you, you can't take the L. You get too emotional. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut it out. From one man to another, cut it out. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So he does that. And then I guess his wife, Aisha. Beautiful sister. I've seen a picture. I was okay, yeah. And I, I actually remember I seeing clips of their daughter was in the news or something. I, I guess. Oh, yeah, know. she's always at the uh, press conference. Okay, yeah, so she's America, very cute, yeah. America loves you, you know. Now, here is wife. I've seen the tweets, and I think one she said, the game is rigged. And I was like, Wrong. whoa. Wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, I'm like, y'all in the NBA. Y'all getting... Only reason I know you because you're in the NBA, and I know y'all getting paid big dollars. You gonna come out and say the organization that feeds you is rigged? Well, where's the where's the buffer? Where's the where's the Aunt Pooh social media you know person in front to say yo 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 you can't don't hit send on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute now. So there's the first, that's the first one. And I think she deleted the. When you're at that level, and, and Big Sexy can speak to this one, I imagine when you're at that level, somebody's going to get at you, yo, that's not the look. Uh, you're you going to mess up business. Take that shit down. And the thing is, nowadays, you can't undelete a, twi- a tweet. Yeah, it's, it's, out, it's there. out there. It's out there. That's it. Yep. And then the second one was I guess she wanted to play, play the race car. Oh no! Uh, something about her dad had got pulled over. Or... I was not aware of this. One. Uh, maybe I'm. I don't know if it was a race no, car. It was. It was. It was, it was uh, th- there was 
something to do with entering the stadium, and they got held up by security. Uh, but it, it wasn't. Oh, what right, I understand, right, right. it wasn't as malicious as she claimed claimed it to be. But I, I'll say one thing about this: this, uh, for so, I think this situation has really. I don't know if it's because of who the team is and where they are, but Gabrielle Union, who is Dwayne hey. Wade's wife, she does the same thing. She tweets all the time about stuff going on in the games, and there hasn't been nearly as much play. And she's and she's said it's kind of the same things. You know, the the calls are rigged, or calls aren't going her her husband's way. Uh, but for whatever reason, and and the conspiracy brothers aren't here, so well, I, I would have to leave that. I, I would but say for this for whatever reason she she gets a pass. I think because she's not a. Again, I'm only an outsider. But from what I see, I don't see her being presented as, you know, the NBA sweetheart. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's not she doesn't have the eye of the game. They're not pumping her kids all on the news and they're not pumping her. So she's not on that level to where it would probably get his ridicule, you know, and pulled to the paint. Uh I was watching Stephen A. Smith. He had a you know, he has a rant or a response to this. And he was saying some stuff in there, and I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of feel what he was saying. He basically was like, you know, in a sense, like, you as the wife of the NBA player, you're a representation of him, particularly in your public eye. You can't really be doing this type of stuff because it's going to bring down your whole – you can bring down your whole situation, make your, your husband look crazy out here, and it's just not a good look. And he was making a comparison between LeBron's family. Yep. And Curry's, he said, LeBron, he's the man. Like, I mean, he's been in the game longer. He's he could be some. Are you are you say he's some you know the face of the NBA or whatever? And he's got a wife. And from he was saying they don't be out there tweeting, talking crazy, you know, doing all this showboating and stuff, getting attention. But he was saying, and I'm just I'm I'm reading into what I think he was saying. I want was it I don't know if you've seen Stephen A's thing about it, but he made it sound like, in my opinion, because the Curry's is light skinned. Yep. That they have That's been where I was going. pumped into <clears throat> this uh front street as opposed to LeBron and his wife. They may not have that look. But or they're Gabriel. way more you know, way more sort of valuable to the game, but he was like if they would have done if his LeBron's wife had done some shit like this. He was, I think he was saying they'd be over. Like, they might, it's, I don't know. Y'all know more than I do. What say you, big sexy freak? Start with you. Well, <clears throat> there's a lot going on here. First of all, as for Smith, he's always been a provocateur of a type. You know, he'll say some things that are very opinionated one way or the other. I don't think that the complexion plays as much into it as it would imply. I think though that LeBron is the face of the league and LeBron has been criticized in the past you know he was criticized when he left Cleveland for Miami and had the big press conference he caught a lot of heat for that um a lot of people have said that and I'm going to paraphrase here that you need to check your woman man you know and I'm not saying you should put a a sensor on anything but anytime you have a person of high visibility and their spouse, regardless of gender here, <clears throat> and their spouse who doesn't bring anything to the brand is popping off the mouth, 
it's like, hey, you need to you need to check that because you got three brands going on here. You got you know Curry's brand, you got the Warriors, and you got the NBA, and all three are like, look, you need to hey bring it back a bit. Uh, Gabrielle Union, who I was not aware had been critical, but her guy, uh, oh geez, I just forgot his name, Wade. He hasn't really been relevant in a few years. I'm not to say he's not a great player because he is, but the Heat have not really been out there. If the Heat were in the finals and she went off on something like this, she would catch it too. You know, that's just how it is. Curry gets it because he's the new guy. Everybody knows who LeBron James is. Everybody knows who uh, Curry or uh, yeah, who uh, Wade is. A lot of people didn't know who Curry was before last year, right. and so for the wife to come out. Run her mouth, and she got she got some free press when they had the little girl at the press conference, which is adorable. But now Aisha wants to run her mouth. You know how are you going to say the game is rigged? Rigged when last season you guys won it all, and it wasn't rigged then. Shut up. Right. So <clears throat> I'm sure someone in Curry's brain trust and from the team have said, "Hey, man, you need to, you know, check her." Now in the NFL, a lot of players' wives have you know done some things that have been questionable publicly and the teams have been like, hey, shut her up. That's just how it is. So a lot of people <clears throat> will get this taste of celebrity through extension of their husband's profession and think they are a celebrity too and think right. they have more or less their own status and their own audience and people want to hear them talk. No, they don't. Shut up. Okay, now I'm not saying she can't have an opinion. Yeah, she has an opinion, but the minute you get on Twitter and you got Stephen A. Smith on ESPN calling you out, you need to fall back. That simple. Yeah, I mean it's the whole thing. If now that you losing or something happens to you, now the whole now system is yeah, yeah. Now the whole system's got a problem. Come on, man. Did they have like you said? Did they have a problem the year before? I'm a, I love my man Charlotte, man. He's, he said, what is the commissioner of NBA got the basketballs hooked up to a joystick? And he's when the ball in the air, he can move it over so it don't go in the hoop or something. Like the fuck. I mean, listen. And this ain't, this is, this is, this goes to men and women. When you get in the positions of some power or prosperity is coming to you, or, you, you know, you're in a situation where good things happen to you. Think first. Like Got to. you can't get so emotional that you're gonna fuck off your whole thing you got going on because of course they got other players ready to take your position. <laughs> they, they, you know what I mean? Like you're not the only one. You're not that special. So before you hit sin, you you get so emotional. Oh, I'm so pissed. I'm gonna just go on here. You could that little 140 characters you using could just throw you he could be out they could be like you know what fuck him get him out get him out of here you know whatever you got to do he ain't the star no more fuck him she want to talk funny style get him out of here then where would you be at because y'all only reason people know who you are is because of your man i can tell you exactly where she'll be at uh deon sanders wife a few years ago wanted to go on one of those uh basketball wives type shows <sighs> and deon's like look you got a choice you could be my wife Reality star, I want to be reality star. Fine, pack your shit. That's simple. 
There you go. So that's, see how those checks work out for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, I was yeah. talking about Deion Sanders. With a, with a, who remembers uh, must be the money. Oh, yeah. Probably- oh, Lord. <laughs> Player. <laughs> must be the money. That's, that's turning me. I wonder if he still get clowned over that. <laughs> oh, he has to. But it's like. Shaq get clowned over uh, Kazam, which is a which is a horrible, horrible, oh, horrible film. Steel, Steel is not as bad as Kazam. Kazam's oh. horrible. The rapping genie, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back and revisit. Like, how did he get those? Mo- I mean, I understand he was so big, but they had to know they those movies were terrible. Like, what was DC Comics thinking? I I, I recently seen somebody do a review of that movie. Check, man. You know, because somebody, somebody wants to pull up that money, and you look at the the property and think, "Oh, this is gonna stink." But you see that check for that licensing, <laughs> like, shit. And, and Murphy said it. Oh God, about best defense. He's like, "Yes, yeah, that check though." <laughs> yes. But yeah. Well, uh, you know, the, the, he he actually started with uh, that blue chips, which was actually halfway decent. I mean, he wasn't the star; he didn't have to carry right. it. That was uh uh, Nick Nolte, but I mean, he he was not bad, at least that bad in it. So. Yeah, but to play a basketball player, that's yes. But to go well, off yeah, and of do this other stuff is uh, slow down. And, and the thing he did, he did, he did steal after Kazam. Well, at, at least they, they came. It came out. I don't know when it was filmed, but the, after seeing Kazam, who thought, okay, yeah, let's let's now do this, <laughs> right? Ooh. I mean, I don't get. Where that you know where that idea came from, right, right. But yeah, so uh, going back to real quick to Aisha and then Stephen, uh, not Stephen but Steph. You know, I got to say, man, I hope they. Uh, now, did he get suspended from the game, or no. he just got fined? He got fined. He got fined oh, and and, and ejected. Oh, he ejected no from one. that game. Okay. Now, if they suspended him, that would validate everything she said. Yeah, they're not gonna do that. That mess up the game they, seven. Yeah, they mess no up their money and ratings. I'm definitely gonna do that. And it's a bad look for the league all the way around. Yeah. He needs to be there. If he can play, he's got to play. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, be mindful of uh, your social media and and these. You know, it isn't even about basketball. It's it's any you in a partnership with somebody and you're in a prominent position. Stay in your lane, man. Because uh, unless you bringing in the chips, even if you ain't, think about well, it. Well, as a, as another cautionary tale, I always tell people, uh, and I see people do it. I'm like, are you insane? Never talk about your job on Twitter Never. or Facebook. Never. Yeah, not unless you self made and you can just walk away. But a lot of people lately have been on Twitter. That one bank woman. You made these uh, racist statements, and somebody they pulled her. They're yeah. like, "Oh, you got to go." Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, as far as a, a spouse, again, this can be if the man or the woman is the uh, person with the notoriety or fame or whatever. People have to understand when you're playing the Tom Arnold role Hilarious. or something <laughs> like that, Cato Caitlin, Cato Caitlin role. You can be replaced, yeah. uh, Stedman. Stedman knows his role. See, Stedman doesn't say shit, doesn't do anything. Nope. Stedman has it under, under lock and key. He knows his role, knows his lane, Salute and just Stedman. stays. Stedman says, Oprah said, Stedman, just play that role so I can go to sleep with Gail. 
Yeah, yeah. I said it. Wow. Hey, hey Sturman ain't got nothing to say about it either. Shit. <laughs> He's still in the cut. <laughs> That's right. I remember when I, was, I had just started, well, I was like in the middle of law school, and this woman had contacted me, contacted me who I knew back in the day, way, you know, way back when. And we did a little, you know, things back in high school. And she's all flat out. We should get back together. I said, baby, we were never together. We had some times together, but we were never together together. And, and she's all, but I could do this, this, this for you. I said, baby, you have to understand. Women are ubiquitous. She's all, what does that mean? I said, we're done talking here. Okay, we're done talking. It means if you're not bringing something to the table, you can go. And if you're going to come to the party, not bring something to the table, and then fuck up my money? Oh, no, 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 no. You can definitely get gone. I'm <clears throat> not to say Aisha has gone to that route yet, but that's the premise here. You know, he's the brand. She's just there, you know, playing Stedman. So she needs to, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's it, it's the same thing you, you see. It's don't let your homeboys in the... You know, in your exactly. posse or your, yep. you know, thing mess you your situation up. So you got to keep everybody got to stay in check and be like, yo, man, y'all can't be acting too crazy because y'all going to mess up the, the lead. cat. Whether it could have been an NBA player and then his boys, you know, don't let your boys get too Same crazy. Yep. You know, slow down, partner. You know, y'all mess up the money. Uh, one last story we got here. This is uh, this is a ho- horror story. <laughs> It's a horror story. A Bronx area hospital employee was found dead Tuesday morning and may have suffered a heart attack while masturbating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Well, only you. Only you. Only, what hey. do you find these stories by? <laughs> Police okay. sources told the New York Daily News Wednesday that the 48-year-old man, an employee at the North Central Bronx Hospital in New York City, had been discovered unresponsive by a co-worker at approximately 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, the man was in a remote area of the hospital, partially disrobed, police said. Sources told the Daily News that it was apparent he had been watching some sort of pornography on a computer at the time of his death, though we don't know if it was a work computer. Uh, any possibility of foul play has been ruled out with the leading theory <laughs> standing that the employee suffered the fatal cardiac event while masturbating. Uh, what a way to go out, man. It says, despite the alarming nature of this man's sudden and tragic death, a person's chance of suffering a heart attack while attempting to reach orgasm is actually very low. Belgium researchers <laughs> wow. found in 2013 that one had a greater chance of dropping dead after drowning a cup of coffee than having sex. And according to the AARP, more than half, 50% of those who die of a heart attack are actually not doing anything particular at that moment of death. So it's, it's a sad story because, you know, this guy was probably on his break. Let's just, let's just give him the benefit of doubt and say he's on his break. <laughs> he's at a computer. You know, he's in this remote area, and he's trying to get his stroke on, I guess. I, <laughs> probably a very tense type of job. He's at a, he works at the Bronx uh, Hospital, and he has a heart attack, man, and drops dead. What a way to be found, you know, dick in your hand, 
Wow. Oh, the look. Computers. It's, damn. Oh, I feel bad for the person who found it. Yeah. It's like, damn. Now you got to have that in your mind haunted. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I sure hope, Mike, I hope you have, like, in your will, someone that, or you've given someone access to your computer to delete your browser history if you were to. Uh, suddenly pass away. Why? Why, why would you think that I have all that in my? <laughs> no, I, oh, no I, I see some of the stuff you post, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, well, there's a thing called Google uh, Incognito. Ah, so, yeah. for the download. See, see, okay. see, it, 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 you know that. Oh, of so course, that, I know that. that. That makes it even more because <laughs> I ain't stupid. <laughs> Again, like I said, you don't want to mess up your inheritance. You have to play it smart. I'm on my OJ. Man. Oh yeah, OJ. Oh yeah. Well, OJ <laughs> did play it smart. I, well, never mind. Actually, he did. Well, we can, ooh, we can go into that, but we, we don't. Have, we we don't have another two hours. Right. To, to now he's on jail. He's on jail for some theft, but uh, he ain't in jail for no murder. Um. But yeah, that's, that's damn. That's damn it, man. That's uh, like Richard Pryor said, he came and went at the same <laughs> there time. There you go. Hopefully, he did. Like I, <laughs> hopefully, he got there. Uh, but yeah, man, forty-eight years old uh, ain't too far off now. Speaking of, just wow. speaking of, real quick, <laughs> I have to say, uh, rest in peace to uh, 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 Prince B. Uh, lead singer, uh, songwriter for PM Dawn. Sad case, what, 46 years old. Uh, I think he had uh, uh, kidney disease or related to diabetes. Um, I, I, I used to love that group. Uh, their second album is one of my favorite albums of, of all time, the, the Bliss album. Mm. It's, uh, it's wonderful, wonderful. Um, sad, sad, sad to see another one go. 2016 is, has, has been no joke this year. Another... Another good uh, good artist gone gone way 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 too soon. Yeah. Forty six is is, yeah. is too too young to to pass away. Yes, it is, man. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap things up here. Wrap it up and get on with the day, Mister Sean Hill. Where can they find you? you on can buy the right stats. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter uh, at Hill Street Views. Also find me on Facebook, uh, Sean Hill. We're gonna also find me uh, at Real Movie Talk and then the blog HillStreetViews.blogspot.com. Uh, next reviews will be for the Neon Demon and for um, the Shallows. Those uh, two come up. And just uh, want everyone to just send this quick special uh, send good vibes to my baby girl. She's flying uh, to Georgia tomorrow to uh, spend the summer with her. Uh, her grandparents, so uh, hope uh, safe travels for, uh, for a little hurricane. The hurricane is hitting Atlanta. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yep. All right. Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. Oh, man. I got a trial coming up in a couple of weeks, but that's all good. Uh, still on Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Twitter, Big Sexy and Sack. Once I wrap the trial up, I got some things I need to start taking care of on my end because I believe it was... Uh, our oracle who says working like a job so once again i'm kicking up the intensity doing some doing some new things all right there you go shout out to aunt Pooh and uh q storm wait 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 wait. i'm glad you said that um since q was not here 
to uh, talk about this. Let me go ahead and get serious for a moment. There was an article this week <clears throat> online that had, I believe, the 27 most critical jerry curls. Oh, God. <laughs> Why is it Q still on that list? Because Q was a man back in the day. He was, I know I'm going to get cussed out, but he was lethal back with his jerry curl back in the day. He had TCP happening the whole nine, and they couldn't get him on the list? Really? That's some bullshit, man. Wow. Shots fired. I think he I posted his picture up there, though. <laughs> See, I didn't tell you about no picture. But yes, there's a picture out there of, of our own Q Star rocking that curl. Got the hand on the chin pose. You, you, you know the pose, ladies. Oh, yes. Hey, there, there's a there's a picture of me uh, I posted the other day of me and my dad. And I say, who wore it better? The who wore the Afro curl better? It's it's on my uh, it's on my timeline. I could I could post it to the site too. And so, I, hey, I'm, I was a victim too. So. <laughs> All right. All right, well, we're going to follow the juice on up out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Again, work it like a job. Peace.